And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. 20-19 winners over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 4-1 and one now through five weeks. Jeff Joniak with you here until 8 o'clock tonight, and Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano in here tonight as well, coming up shortly after 7.30. Hope you had a terrific weekend, Matt. What'd you do? Well, I watched a lot of football and got some family time for a little bit, which was good, but... Um, the most part was just getting getting onto these Carolina Panthers. We'll talk about that because they're they're a surprising team to a lot of folks right now. We'll get into all their style and substance and whatnot. But you know, it's hard to relax because there's so much going on. And you intimated before the season began this was the way it was going to be. So, are you finding it difficult to just get in flows because there's these starts and stops and issues that go on that pop up that cause you to make a lot of different decisions that just can't be your decision alone. And we refer to, obviously, the positive COVID test for Bedara Trevor and what that meant for the whole weekend. Yeah, what it does is it's like a domino effect. And I think, you know, every day, as long as you live this year in 2020, that expect the unexpected and know that every day is going to be a little bit different. And you don't panic. You don't get it out of sorts. And that's kind of the the, the pattern that Ryan and I have taken in, in going after this thing. But, um you know, our players have also done a really good job. I mean, they, they just listen, whatever they trust and they listen into what, what the schedule is or what's supposed to happen. And they're rolling with it. I think you feel that in the record, you know, it really doesn't matter what the score is. Our guys come out, they trust, they play hard. And, and uh, we try to put it all together. Yes, uh, that has been the case, no doubt about it. Three come from behind wins and the defense on the field at the time of those wins to finish the job. You're getting the clutch play when you need a clutch play. And I guess in the end, all that really matters is who makes a clutch play when in this league because it is a one-score league. It is, and I think that what you're feeling right now with these players on this team is that we're having guys do that at the right time. And as a coach, you really appreciate that because in big moments, they're stepping up big time. Um, can we get better in a lot of areas? Absolutely. But the players know that and the coaches know that. So we just want to, you know, we, the way we look at it is, hey, listen, when we get this thing put together, specifically on offense, and we really get motoring and doing things how we know we can do it, with our defense and our special teams, we think we can have something special. Is it difficult, though, at the same time, uh, living on the edge? <laughs> Are you okay yeah. with living on the edge? Because no, you well, strike me as that type of guy at the same time, though. Yeah, we're kind of liking it right now. Not not that way. I'd rather live on the edge when you have the lead and you don't have to get the lead, you know. So um, it, there's going to be too many games in the NFL are decided by seven points or less. So any way you look at this thing, you, you better be ready to be able to make a sack at the right time, throw a, throw a, a, a lobbed first down to the halfback down the left sideline at the right time, be able to tip the ball, be able to make a field goal at the right time. And, and that's what's happening to us right now. Well, you're 10-3 and three since last season in games decided by seven points or less. So that's a, that's a big number for a team that has playoff aspirations and for a team that's learned how to win under Matt Nagy. Honestly. Yeah, and that, that's a that's really cool for our players to to know where they're at, and I think you just know you're always in it. I mean, we've we've obviously dug our hole a hole for for ourselves a few too many times this year, but we've come back now. Let's win the other way, you know. Let's get up big and let's put them away. And uh, we have a lot of games left, and so that that'll be really the goal. Why are you five and zero on short weeks in your career? I don't know. You know, I didn't even. I, I have no idea. 
Uh, I saw that the other day, but I, I had no idea up until then. I think the biggest thing is, you know, regardless of what happens the prior week, it's making sure that you take care of the players on those those short days that, that uh, mentally you're doing the right thing. And then when you get out there and you play the game, I mean, our, our guys are the ones playing it. So I've just been fortunate with our players that they're, they get right, they get their mindset right, and then they go out and they do well. You got wind of your news conference, and I guess the best be described a little agitated uh, about the details of, of what's going on offensively from down to down, week to week. If you could put it in the, the right context uh, for the for the fans out there, and what has your dander up about that, and what's the fix? Well, so you, you usually like to, I do at least, give myself, you know, at least twelve hours. Some people say twenty four, but at least twelve hours to get over the emotions of the game um, just as a head coach and then as an offensive guy and play caller, you, you want to make sure when people ask you questions that you've watched the game before you answer the questions or make it, make it, um, you know, a comment. And so, you know, time went by and I was able to settle down and then watch the tape. And when you see the tape, you know, the tape doesn't lie. And there's just, none of these are, are critical errors. You know, there's, it's one thing if it's a critical error and it's a bad play in a bad moment, but what's happening that I noticed was these are just little, little details that aren't happening that, you know, the common viewer will not notice. And you'll say, well, you're crazy. There's no, but we're not crazy. The details do matter. And it's the little things that if you, for instance, on a route, if you take too, too many steps, that's the difference of a, of a defensive back reading the quarterback who's throwing on time and pick, pick six in it, taking it the other way because it wasn't run at the right depth or the right steps. And so uh, now there's times when the quarterback can throw with different footwork rather than, you know, and it's not the way. So I'm not picking on anybody, but it's just when 11 people do it the right way, it's hard to stop. And and then now on the coaches too, right? Like myself, we got to put ourselves in that same ability. Like, are we giving our players the best chance in situational football? Are, are we calm and cool? Are we giving them opportunities to give a good play where they don't have to make too many adjustments? And so that all comes into play. Do you feel the details are being attended to on practices? I mean, are they doing it on practice but not taking it to they, Sunday necessarily? They, well, they, they, they are. And, and, again, like, you know, I'm really happy with the way our guys are practicing right now. We have some really, really high-energized practices. The guys are – they're all in with that. So, um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, th- this, this hasn't been a common theme every game. It just so happened to feel like it was that game. Now, I'll also say this. On a short week, right – when you're on a short week and we didn't run any any reps live in practice, sometimes that can get you. So what I'll do is I'll probably chalk it up to that, and now we'll grab their attention and see what they do this week. You're going to get a ton of questions about the run game again, but you know you've brought it up, and you also have to look at what you were playing. And if it's just not working out, why beat your head against the wall? How do you look at it? Yeah, no, the same way. I mean, you know, running the football, uh, you saw what we did the first few games. Uh, we were really, I mean, shoot, the first game yeah. of the season into the second game, I think on first down we were leading the league in first down run, run you know, yards per, per attempt and so yards per carry. We'll, we we got to get back to that. And, you know, it's ironic that the, you face these two rush defenses like they are the last two weeks, and it happens to match up with a new quarterback. So, um, 
you know, for us, what we got to do is, is just stay cool, calm and collect and not panic and, and don't go away from it. You still got to run the football. So how are you going to do it? And, and let's figure out a plan and let's go attack it. Blitz is coming back to throw Foles going to lob it up in the air. Montgomery, the catch over the top of the linebacker and inside the 30 yard line to the 25. That's a veteran move by Nick Foles. And he lobbed it over the top on a wheel route to David Montgomery. A throw by Nick Foles to David Montgomery popped in between a triangle of defenders on that game winning drive on second and 11 Foles is under pressure. But uh, Matt Nagy, as we get back to the Bears coaches show here, that's not the easiest catch in the world, I'd imagine. That that throw that Nick made um, was special too. You know, he backpedaled and he, he anticipated how that linebacker was going to try to undercut uh, the throw to the flat, and so he floated it up in the air and threw it to a spot. And then, you know, I was talking to David after the game, and I, I told him I could see his eyes get real big, and he told me the reason is that ball got kind of lost in the light, so he was really trying to focus on the ball, and, and he did a great job. But that was certainly a uh, uh, a big play at a big moment. Is he getting more opportunities in the passing game because of his development in that regard? Yeah, no, w- without a doubt. He's he's uh, he's improving there, and I like that. He's worked hard in the offseason at that part of his game. Um, you know, David's a really well-rounded football player, and, and as a running back, he's – where we have a, you know, he's just, he's a special running back. So anytime you can get him the ball, if it's not running the ball um, for a certain reason, then if you're, if he's doing things out of the backfield, then it's, it's a, it's a plus for our offense. What's the impact of losing James Daniels? Yeah, it's a big one. You know, James has worked so hard to get to this point. He's put in a lot of work in the offseason. He, he put on some good weight. You can see his confidence really growing. Um, so anytime you have a significant injury like that, it's, it's it's hard, you know. But he's a he'll work hard to get to get right and to get back on track. I know it's a big blow to our offensive line, just the, the unity and the communication part. But we'll look forward to, you know, the next guy up mentality and, and embrace it. Time to talk a little bit about uh, Alex Bars since you've gotten to know him here in the last couple of years as he's uh, tried to learn this system and, and find a role for himself. Yeah, you know, Alex is he's a really hard worker um, that you you understand. He's, he's, he's smart. He, he understands leverage and technique. He's a big guy um, as well. So, you know, that's never the easiest uh, thing to do to jump into a right away like that and but he'll continue to work hard at his craft and and um and do a lot of good things do you have uh any way of finding out how many miles uh, Cordell Patterson runs in a game because I'll tell you <laughs> you know it's one thing to be you know on the field offensively but and it's another to have uh you know now three already 100 plus yard games in the kick return aspect he had three all of last year which led the league so he's got three in five weeks already and I don't know if they're going to keep kicking to him but then he's covering punts he's running a lot he is he is and he he does that in practice a lot he'll take some scout team reps in practice just to stay in condition but he he runs a lot and he's a guy that a lot of guys don't want to hit because when he's going so fast he's such a big guy so we want to keep that going and I know uh, he just embraces that role and and anytime he touches the football and, and a lot of good things can happen just get me north and south and runs with a full head of steam I mean you talk about guy running with reckless abandon I mean that's yeah. that's a tough guy to bring down that's a train coming no, no doubt. That's who he is, you know, and, and so that's why being able to kind of get him the ball in certain areas, uh, whether it's handing off or doing different things on offense, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to keep plugging away at that. I'm using Nick Foles' words, and I think you and I used it to preview the matchup, not only against the Colts, but also the, the Buccaneers is you're going to be in a fist fight, and that's what happened in both cases. Is that important? Yeah, they're seeing that for sure. It's a mentality. you you got to be mentally tough, mentally strong, and 
Um, there's going to be different games that you're in where you can get mentally exhausted and break down and you're not tough, but our guys aren't doing that. They're, they're showing a big time resilience and staying together, finding different ways to win our defense being out there on the field at the end of these games to, um, you know, from the very first week until this past week with Tom Brady, that's not easy to do. So um, they, they're starting to get more and more confidence. Uh, there's d- different things we're trying to get better at across the board as a team. But I, I, again, um, to be four and one is, is a good thing for us. And we got to just keep growing. Does your Chicago Bears fandom go beyond the game? The NFL Fan of the Year contest aims to celebrate extraordinary fans who inspire others through football. Visit NFL.com slash Fan of the Year now. Matt Nagy on the Bears Coaches Show with Chuck Pagano to follow shortly after 7.30. We're brought to you by Whipfleet CPAs and Consultants. Before we go to break, I, I love that Nick Foles lights up when he says, Jimmy Graham, yeah, that's my guy. Uh, he's loving playing with Jimmy Graham. And what quarterback wouldn't, Matt? Well, no, I mean, it's, it's when you have a guy that's, you know, six foot seven and has that wingspan and the ball skills that he has, it's a friendly target. So they, they have a great relationship. They build a great relationship here in, in the, uh, in the off season and training camp, uh, their lockers are near each other. So they're able to communicate to each other. And I think you're seeing, and you only see more and more here moving forward. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley, CPAs and consultants with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight. Let's talk about the hit by Kyle Fuller on Kashawn Vaughn. Perfectly timed up, but that was a difference-making hit for the game. Yeah, that was huge. I, it was right down there in front of me, and you, you saw it, you felt it, you heard it. Um, you know, what a big play in that moment that we needed. And that just kind of speaks to what Kyle's been doing this year. Uh, not only is he a great defensive back, but he'll come and hit you too and, and set the tone. And that was a big-time play for us that, that we fed off of. Yeah, he's uh, playing at a very high level. Uh, and what would you think about Jalen Johnson? Because with every great quarterback he faced, he, he's just notching milepost, so to speak, in the development of his young career. But he, he still looks and plays like a veteran out there. He, he does. I think that's probably his biggest strength is that he doesn't – he doesn't get affected by a negative play. I mean, that's going to happen in this league. He's very, he's just he's got a really good moxie about him that I like. Um, doesn't say a whole heck of a lot. He just kind of comes out and does his job, and and you feel that. So between him and Kyle out there on the edges, uh, we feel like we're in a pretty good place. They're playing fast, in your opinion, and, and because that's what you want for the whole team. Oh yeah, they're you can sense it again. The only the only game that I didn't think that they played very fast and. And they know it was was Detroit Week One, and there's a lot that goes into that. I mean, there was it, it was it wasn't an easy environment, but they I challenged them, and our coaches challenged them, and they they stepped up to the to the deal now. So there, every game so far, they've been affecting quarterbacks, and when you do that, you're always going to have a chance, and the the turnovers will come, the sacks will come. Uh, some of them came last week, but uh, they're 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 really playing fast. Three ten play drives that ended in field goals. Uh, I'm certain you'd like to get those drives a little shorter, so you don't have your backs up against the wall. But overall, do you like everything that they're doing? I don't know if you care if uh, if it's a bend no break or is that a term that you're okay with. But in those situations, you know, sometimes that's going to happen. Yeah, and, and again, I think as you play certain teams, you might get some of that more than others. You you might get a quarterback that's a little more aggressive, and so there's opportunities to get the football on turnovers, and it flips the field. But if the team is going to just kind of dink and dunk or, or try to run the ball between the tackles and, 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 and churn out first downs, then when they get down inside that red zone, you got to make them kick field goals or at least attempt them. That's what we're doing right now. The sacks, the turnovers, I think that stuff's going to come. The short field for offense. The only negative to the 
to the bend but don't break is that on the flip side offensively, that's time of possession and it keeps it out of you. And so you need to be so effective when you have the ball on offense with that time of possession. And if you're, you know, if you're not getting the ball a lot, uh, it can be a problem. So, but our, our defense, I, I'm really happy with where they're playing. All right, let's talk Carolina. Uh, since you've had an early crack at them, uh, tell us about what Matt Rule is doing, what kind of system they're throwing, and uh, this youngest offensive coordinator in the league, and I think you can appreciate that, the, the challenge of that for Joe Brady. Yeah, no, you know, Coach Rule does a really good job at overseeing all three phases. You know, he's got experience in all three. I, You know, I can remember the days back when he was coaching at Temple, and um, and now, you know, he, I think he's a really good leader and, and the guys trust in what he's building there. You can see it on tape, you know, winning three games in a row offensively with Teddy Bridgewater back there. Um, we saw what Teddy can do last year when we played against him with the Saints. Uh, you know, Mike Davis is having, a, a, you know, he's had a, some, some really good games here with, with McCaffrey out. And then they got speed on offense on the outside. They, those wide receivers, now they can fly. So uh, we'll have our hands full there. And then defensively, I think you're seeing a, a little different scheme that, that's coming from the college world that, that they do some different stuff there, mixing it in here or there. But they got guys that are trusting the system. And, and um, you know, they just – they really play hard and they, they fit well together. So um, for us to go down on the road and, and go see this team uh, that's well coached, we, we got to make sure we have our A game. I read where, you know, he says the same things you do. He wants fast and physical. So <laughs> you're looking in the yeah. mirror a little bit? Yeah, no, you, you definitely feel that. You know, you feel the speed on, on, on both both sides and special teams. That's something – that's an identity that they want to have. They fly around and move to the ball. So you better be ready for, for that speed. When you uh, referred to more of a college-style defense, what are you referring to? What, the, what are they doing? Yeah, they, they do – you know, they have a little bit of a, a little package where they play an odd front where they just – it'll look like, uh, you know, they'll have three three down linemen and no one else on the ball, you know, and, and so it, it feels like it looks like you should be able to, you know, do some good things versus that. But uh, they want you to think that they want you to know that they do a good job with it. So uh, it's just a matter of, of, you know, understanding that what they do when they do it. And um, and again, they're, they're well coached. So it, it's it's fitting what they do. All right, well, good luck in your preparation this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Jeff. See you. First down to the 16-yard line. Motion man, Tyler Johnson. Snap from center. Play fake to Jones, and Brady's down. Donovan Smith beaten again by Khalil Mack. His second sack of the night. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at WIPFLI.com. Jeff Joniak, and we welcome in the defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears, Chuck Pagano. Chuck, how was your weekend? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, good family time. Good, good. Khalil Mack with a couple of sacks in the Bears went over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, the, the, the sack numbers, people keep bringing that up, but among the league leaders right now, hits, hurries, and overall pressures. If you pro football focus fan, he's, he's got at least five pressures in each of the first five games. So Khalil Mack playing at a high level right now. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And again, everybody's going to always look at, you know, the bottom line, look at the stat sheet and say, well, you know, he didn't have four, he didn't have five sacks this game, this, that, and the other. But we always talk about affecting the quarterback. Um, he's doing a great job of affecting the quarterback. Again, nobody uh, on our defense, you know, plays harder uh, than Khalil. Um, he gives 100% effort on every down. It doesn't matter, run or pass. So um, they'll come. Those numbers will come. And it helps to have, you know, team in the middle, um, those other guys pushing the middle of the pocket, you know, Robert on the other set, other side, you know, it's it's giving guys opportunities to, to get some singles and win those singles. Kyle Fuller's hit. How does that make you feel when a corner delivers that kind of shot? Physical corners always equate to 
physical defenses. And in this league, I think that goes a long way. Yeah, and he's just an, another one in a long line of physical corners that have played here. You know, when you think back and guys that, you know, Peanut Tillman just comes to mind and, um, you know, forcing turnovers and things like that. And it was so timely and so textbook. I mean, because um, he's been called earlier in the year, uh, you know, on a hit, uh, you know, here and there we have as a defense. But, you know, he, he lined that guy up perfectly. He got his head, head out of there to the side. Um, he took care of his responsibility and then had great vision uh, looking back inside once the ball was checked down to the running back and, and timed that thing up perfectly and forced that, uh, forced that turnover and, and uh, obviously very, very timely for us as a team. Quinn picked it up. That was big because there have been plays that have happened in this league where a fumble is recovered by the offense and they, they go and take it to the house or something like that. So the awareness is critical, and not everybody does it, though, do they? You know, Coach Monachino, um, everybody emphasizes that um, any ball that's on the ground, regardless, quarterback, you know, he's coming through. You don't know if it's empty hand or not. Scoop every every ball up. And we start, you know, back in training camp and charting, you know, scoops with the, the ball being on the ground. So it was great awareness because, um, like you said, we've seen that happen. And, you know, it turns out to be a fumble. There's not – there's no clear recovery. So you don't end up getting – you know, you get the – you know, maybe the third down stop, the you know the punt, all that, but you don't get the turnover. So it was a heads up play by Quinn. How, how do you coach guys that if they do get flagged? Because you mentioned that you know Kyle got flagged, you know, a couple times actually already this year. That they don't lose the aggressiveness because of the worry of drawing a flag. Because those are big plays, just like a pass completion. Yeah, again, some of those things are just a byproduct of, of you know the way we you, you play defense and, and playing aggressive and playing fast and they're bang bang plays and you show them. Um, over and over again, and you show clips of other guys uh, on other teams uh, doing it the right way, showing uh, the officials ones that they're calling, you know, why are they calling it. So we just try to continue to educate them, and, um, you know, he learned, you know, and, and everybody else on our defense will learn learn from that. And, you know, Roquan had one, you know, uh, on a ball across the middle on a, on a third down, you know, where he hits a, a guy in the, you know, with the head on, on the side and the shoulder pad and put it right on the ball and forces an incomplete pass. So um, you just try to, you know, teach as much as you can from, from your own stuff and then, you know, other tape around the league. Uh, speaking of Roquan, I, I think he's playing tremendous, but he, he was beating himself up a little bit on, on those spin move. Great blitz call that came down and spinning away. He goes, I, I got to do a better job with spinning backs. And uh, there are a lot of people doing that right now in the league. How do you coach that one? And, and how do you drive through... Uh, when you're coming downhill like that on on a spin move, because yeah, I would think hard. that's not that easy. No, that, he shouldn't <laughs> beat him up. You know, we're all, you know, he's he's you know more upset than than any of us because of you know the standard he has for himself, and then the standard that we all have for how we play defense. You know, um, so you know, and the, the great great thing about it was um, should have been a tackle for a loss. It didn't work out that way, but he got right up off the ground and chased the guy down from behind. Yeah. Um, you know, he timed the thing up perfect, and um, he'll learn from that. We'll all learn from that, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, say, hey, you got to come under control, but the guy, you know, gets a pass set, and it's draw play, this, that, and the other. So, um, and we got a spinner coming up, you know, this week. This Mike Davis is, uh, you know, he's doing a great job of, of, of making guys uh, avoid and miss as well. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears Defensive Coordinator Chuck Pagano, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Chuck, we talked about Khalil Mack's pressures in our last segment. Let's let's talk about his sidekick on the other side with the amount of snaps he's getting at this point. What is your opinion of how things are going for Robert Quinn? 
Yeah, he's, you know, becoming more comfortable uh, with each and every day, um, with each and every game. Uh, so we fully expect those numbers, you know, to start to increase. But again, uh, the way he's affecting the quarterback and the way, um, you know, he's opened up things for, for his teammates, um, I think it's just a matter of time before, you know, uh, just like his first play as a Chicago Bear, those those numbers start to ramp up and we see the sacks and the sack fumbles and the hurries and the hits. A couple of guys I want to bring up, uh, James Vauders, for one. We talked to him in the postgame show. I got his uh, first NFL sack. Uh, this has been a long journey for, uh, for him. Uh, several teams, uh, very smart guy, a Stanford grad, played some CFL, uh, but he earned himself a spot on this roster and contributing. Uh, talk about his development uh, in, what you're, in what you want to see from him. Yeah, what a great story, you know, about perseverance and grit. And, you know, you look at the road that, that he traveled to get to this point and, uh, you know, kudos to, to James and, uh, you know, him staying at it and staying the course. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's doing a great job for us. You know, he comes in and he gives those guys a spell, but he comes in and he's productive. He's been productive against the run. Um, it was great to see him, you know, get that get that first sack. But again, it's a, it's a guy that's a selfless guy. He's a, he's a great teammate. He works hard, um, keeps his head down, does his job. You know, just the, again the ultimate ultimate selfless teammate. And uh, I think anytime you know, I always you know, learn the harder you work, the luckier you are. And he's one of those guys. I would think DHC is also that guy, the Andre Houston Carson. To me, he's just a good football player. And uh, you put him in there in a critical moment, and uh, just like the safeties before him this year, uh, with the defense on the field to close it out in four wins, or three of the four wins, I think, yeah. Uh, it's it's a credit to the coaching that's going on to get these guys ready. And uh, DHC pretty much ran the route for Cameron Brait, broke it up. Yeah, Deshae and, and Sean do a phenomenal job with those guys. And the thing that, uh, Jeff, that people don't understand is they don't get many reps in practice. You know, they they get the mental stuff. They watch the tape. Um, we'll get them in, uh, you know, a few reps here and there, you know, playing that, that dime spot. Um, and he's always in the right spot. Um, you know, that was, had been, you know, Deion Bush had been playing the starting dime. Deion's out, so it's next man up. And, you know, he comes in and, uh, you know, uh, closes the game out for us, you know, and make the call and they try to hit, you know, Gronk down the seam and he's in perfect position and breaks that pass up. And, you know, I'm not surprised, you know, our coaches aren't surprised uh, just because the way the guy, you know, works and prepares. And um, again, what a, what a phenomenal job by him. And it's a, it's a, it's a testament to, to, you know, to him and, and his work ethic. And it's great for our young guys to see, because we always tell them, I said, you never know. You know, you better prepare. You better come in here and prepare like a starter each and every day because uh, you never know when your number's going to get called and his gets called and he comes through. Yeah, well, that's true. truer this year because of the COVID threat. Uh, there could be uh, uh, no advance warning for a guy to have to make big plays for you out there. I mean, I'm sure that's something you're constantly preaching to these guys. Yeah, all the time. And, uh, and, you know, whether they – and it seems like, obviously, they're all taking it to heart. They're doing a great job of navigating through um, these crazy times, uh, our circumstances. And, uh, again, it's – you know, it can be, you know, Saturday morning and wake up, Sunday morning they wake up, and all of a sudden somebody's somebody's out for whatever reason, whatever it's COVID or this, that, and the other, and, and your number gets called. Well, the expectations are that you know exactly what to do. You've been preparing. Uh, you know your assignments. You know the game plan, and you go out there and execute at a high level. 
Join Bears Care and Advocate Healthcare in raising funds for programs supporting Chicago-area breast cancer patients and their families. Purchase your real bear fans. Wear pink shirt at chicagobears.com slash pink. Jeff Joniak along with Chuck Pagano, Bears defensive coordinator. And it was crucial catch weekend uh, last weekend. We've seen your uh, NFL commercials. Uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful story. And, uh, you know, thank you for, uh, for doing that because the messaging still needs to be out there. Uh, you know, obviously blessed to, to still be around to be able to do that and, and help encourage, uh, you know, others and humbled that they would even ask, uh, you know, me to be a, a part of that. And it was an easy yes uh, for obvious reasons. But, um, yeah, the uh, the awareness, the screening, uh, the encouragement, um, you know, we, we can't we can't do enough of it. And um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully the message, you know, keeps keeps getting out there and. Uh, they do a great job with it. Uh, you know, our organization does a great job with it. the NFL does a great, great job of it. And I know that uh, the, the encouragement and, and the support that I got from so many people that I, I did not know, you know, had no idea, you know, um, helped me get me, you know, through my journey. And so now um, I have an, uh, you know, an opportunity to pay it forward and, and pay it back and, you know, and, and hopefully help help others. Chuck Pagano, our guest. Uh, let's touch on a couple of things before we head to Carolina here to take on the Panthers. Uh, Eddie Jackson, have you adjusted his ability to have more freedom to do what he does best, and that's to be a playmaker back there? And do you find that it's still not allowing uh, him to get many chances because quarterbacks are staying away from him? Yeah, and that, that becomes a, a frustrating thing for all of us, especially, uh, you know, Eddie. Um, you know, he does, a, he does a really good job in preparation, and, and uh, we're doing, uh, you know, we're trying to do things to where, um, you know, we can get him in certain situations and put him in spots to, uh, to give him opportunities, to give our defense an opportunity to help us win. That's, that's the ultimate thing with all our guys. That's what, you know, but they all want to make plays. And um, these quarterbacks, I mean, their head coaches, their offensive coordinators, they are just telling them, you know, wherever you do, do not come, don't go near them. And, um, and that's a byproduct of, of being, being really good and being a ball hawk and having ball skills and being a smart football player. And um, it's unfortunate. You go back to the Giants game yeah. and he makes the great play and, and we get flagged on a bang, bang play and he takes it back to the house. And it, it was like, for all of us, it was like, okay, this is going to be 218 all over again. This is the start of it, you know, and, uh, you know, but, you know, those, those things happen. So um, he just can't press. He'll stay the, he'll stay the course. Um, and, and he's just got to trust and know that uh, those things will, somebody will make a mistake, you know, and he'll be in the right spot and take advantage of it. How's Teddy Bridgewater playing in Carolina with Matt Rule? New system. Well, he's uh, running that system to a T and, um, he's completing, you know, over 73% of his passes. He's efficient. He's athletic. He can get out of harm's way. Um, he's spreading the ball around. He's running. Um, he's operating that offense and that system um, I mean, beautifully. And um, it's going to be a huge, huge challenge. We have to have a great, great week of preparation. Guys are going to have to dive into uh, this film and study this kid. But he's he's doing a great job. It'll it'll take all eleven playing as one to to slow this unit down. All right, coach. We'll let you go. Appreciate the time as always, and good luck with your preparation this week. Thank you, Jeff. 
The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Greeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 11.05 on Fox 32 Chicago. Or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. That's going to do it for tonight's show. I want to thank our guests along with Matt Nagy, Chuck Pagano, and our producers, Jordan Treadup, Dan Brilli, Andy Gersher, and Lisa Fielding. It is going to be Bears-Panthers, pregame at 9, kickoff at noon, Right here for Bears head coach Matt Nagy. I'm Jeff Joniak wishing you a pleasant good evening. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. Good night.